Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm joined on the podcast today by Carissa Orlando, author of the debut novel, The September House. Writer Rachel Harrison wrote about the novel, It Will Charm You and Terrify You and Break Your Heart, often within the same sentence. Carissa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your debut novel, The September House, how would you describe the novel? Yeah, it's it's kind of an, an atypical haunted house novel um, that is both very funny and very not funny uh, simultaneously. It is about our protagonist, Margaret, who she and her husband, Hal, have bought their dream house, which just turns out to be incredibly, incredibly haunted. Um, but whereas most people would leave, Margaret is not going to leave, and she figures out a way to make it work in the house. And so we meet up with Margaret four years later. She has found a way to live in the house, um, kind of peacefully amongst all of the the haunted entities. But her husband um, has other ideas and he kind of vanishes one day and so that's that's where we that's where we pick it up with margaret and do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing the september house i i do yes so it truly it grew from a very simple idea um because i'm a huge haunted house fan i'm a huge horror fan um, and all of the kind of haunted house, especially in movies, have the same tropes. And I just kind of thought one day, wouldn't it be absolutely hilarious to have a story where somebody lived in just the most incredibly haunted house you could ever imagine, but they were just completely fine with it. Like they're just <laughs> going about their day, you know, they're making their lunch and there's just like ghosts that they have to dodge and all these things that they have to do and they're just totally fine. So that the entire um, novel truly just sprung out of that one idea that I just happened to find so, so funny. Sure. Well, you mentioned this this uh, horror trope of the haunted house. I'm, I'm curious, do you have a favorite haunted house movie and a favorite haunted house novel? Yeah. Um, movie is kind of a cheating because it's a TV show. Um, but the the Netflix, um, what is it? Ha- Haunting of Haunting of Hill House. Um, mm-hmm. That is absolutely incredible. No notes, a fantastic show. Um, and then in terms of Haunted House books, if if we're allowed to stretch our, our understanding of, of house, I mean, you can't beat the classic The Shining. Yeah, <laughs> it just haunted hotel. Yeah, yes. haunted hotel. It's, it's, it's kind of a house. Oh <laughs> they yeah, absolutely. There, but yeah. yeah, since they're the only guest at the time, yeah. if I remember well, correctly, <laughs> only living guests. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, well, what was your writing journey that led you to writing and getting this debut novel published? Yeah, kind of a funky journey um, because this really isn't my 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 day job. I, I work in psychology, um, currently actually. And so when I was finishing up my, my doctoral studies, folks who are getting their degree in psychology have a one year internship that is just, just clinical work, um, to kind of get you ready for the real world. And 
The interesting thing about that year is even though it's supposed to be kind of the culmination of your studies, because it doesn't have the other aspects of graduate school, it actually kind of resembles the closest thing to a nine to five, at least for me, that I'd experienced in ages. And so I had all of this weird free time um, that I had suddenly discovered. And so I was in a new um, city. My spouse wasn't with me. And so I would get home and just have just hours to myself. And so that was when I kind of came up with this idea and did a lot of the writing on evenings, um, on on my lunch break, if I didn't have session prep or notes to do, um, and actually got the thing done fairly quickly and thought it maybe isn't too bad. I should see if if something can come of this. So I kind of figured out how to query agents, did that for one very grueling year before <laughs> um, I met my wonderful agents, um, Kat and Sharon at Folio, and they um, were able to get me that that deal in Berkeley. And yeah, everything Well, else. had you written fiction before? I mean, I know you mentioned this uh, uh, psychology internship. I mean, had you written fiction before when you sat down to, to, you know, you suddenly had this free time to start working on this novel? I'd written some in, when I was younger. Um, when I was a teenager, I was kind of writing all the time. Um, and I minored in creative writing in, in college. But I had this, it was kind of a backwards journey where I always wanted to be an author. But I didn't think that was kind of a viable career option at the time. <laughs> Um, because I know it's you, it's low probability and, um, a lot of just kind of happenstance. So I was like, you know what, let's not put all of our eggs in the writing basket. Let's pursue something else. (laughs) Let's pursue psychology. And so I kind of took a a break from writing fiction while I was doing the psychology thing, mostly just sticking to reports and notes and papers and things like that. Sure. And then well, you talked it. about this grueling year that you had of submitting to agents. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Because I, I, I would wager to to um, to think that probably part of the success of self-publishing over the last five or ten years has to do with people who have gone through that grueling yeah. year, and it can seem hopeless. Can you tell us about your own experience? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rough. And I know that people query for kind of for way longer than that, um, because it is it, it's a crapshoot. And I I can't imagine what it's like to be an agent, because I imagine you just get flooded with submissions and you have to make these kind of split second decisions based off of not a lot of information and just kind of vibes on what the market is looking for these days. And so I, I could never do it. So. Good, good job to agents. But I, I tried to do a little bit of, of homework in advance, which I would definitely encourage folks if you're going through the querying process to get a sense of agents that are likely to respond positively to your book and that they tend to represent people in similar genre um, that you, they represent, maybe represent similar authors or things like that. Um, and I wouldn't submit a query to an agent that kind of that didn't specifically say they were interested in horror. So I had my I had my little query letter and I had my <laughs> sample pages or sample chapters or whatever. And so um, if I could personalize it to the agent beyond just writing their name, then I, I would. I'd send out like, like kind of batches at, at a time. Um, and if I wasn't getting hits, I would 
pause, tweak my letter, uh, maybe look over my sample pages again. Um, but it's it's a it's an exercise in either silence or rejection, <laughs> and a lot of times delayed rejection. Like you'd hear back from someone just months later with kind of just a form rejection letter. It's like okay, uh, my favorite rejection that I received was so delayed from the time that I sent the query, <laughs> I actually had already established the book deal when oh, wow. I got the rejection. It's <laughs> like, oh, I should just send them a link to pre-order. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your writing process for the novel? Did you do a lot of extensive outlining or did you just have this basic idea of the haunted house as you... Um, pointed out earlier and just kind of dive into the narrative. How did that work for you? I'm half and half when it comes to outlining and just letting the story tell itself. And I actually, after writing this this first novel, I, re- I still outline, but I think I give myself more freedom um, to just kind of see where it goes. I generally don't start writing something until I have a rough beginning, middle, and an end. The end to me is kind of the most important. I want to know where we're going. And I honestly, I like to have an idea of what the last sentence will be. And that tells me, okay, I at least have a destination in mind. And we'll we'll kind of get there how we get there. And so sometimes I'll have kind of blocks of like, all right, this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And then I'll kind of dive in. And the the fun and the magic of it is just kind of getting started, maybe knowing that like one chapter or one section of the book, you only have to accomplish, you know, A, B, and C. And you just kind of let creativity happen and you let characters do what they need to do to get there. And there's sometimes there's just some really magical things that happen where something that you kind of toss in is just like, oh, this is just a fun detail in this paragraph becomes actually something important to the plot or (laughs) um, characters kind of reveal part of their backstory or something like that. And so that's something that I hadn't really experienced before that I got to experience a bit more with the September house and things that I've written afterwards. And now I I find that I find that fun. It's kind of exciting to go into a chapter being like, all right, like, what am I going to discover here? Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Sure. What is it about horror that appeals to you as a writer? I you know, it's so hard to tell. I think part of it is just <laughs> a, it appeals to me as a person um and and also a person that is involved in in mental health and you know, I have my own issues with anxiety and things like that. There's something weirdly comforting about being scared while you're safe. I, I think that that's there's almost like a cozy feeling to it, or at least that's my perspective. Other people have very different perspectives on that. Um, I I enjoy horror because it's so universal. Like if we if we dig down to what some of the core fears are in a lot of 
the the horror that that is consumed it's things that we're all very afraid of like we all fear death we all fear fear harm befalling our loved ones we all fear being unsafe in places that we thought were safe we fear things like invasion and the unknown and danger and so i there's I, it it feels very honest, I suppose. I think it's something that's incredibly relatable and really gets down to our, our base emotions as humans. And I don't know, I just, I just dig that a lot. Sure. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Sure. Um, well, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's, it's incredibly simple. My advice is just, just to write, write as much as you can. Um, and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's writing that is going towards the thing that you would like to become the thing, like the thing that you want to publish or something like that. Like you can write silly little exercises to yourself or write like a, a funky little story that you know isn't going to go anywhere. Like write something funny for one of your friends. Any, any exercise in creative writing is practice for writing. So as much as you can do it, and if it's something that you're passionate and excited about, um, do it even more. Um, and reread your work, takes, take some space from it. I try and take, mm -hmm. like, after I finish something, I, I set it for a, a month or two before I relook at it so I can get some fresh eyes and, and also have other people read it, like a couple different people and, Try not to get defensive if they are noticing things <laughs> about it that aren't great, especially if there's kind of iterator reliability. Like if you have a couple different people read it and they're all kind of commenting on the same thing, right? right? That's not a that's not a them thing. That's a you thing. Yes. So if they're not getting what you mean, you need to find a different way of conveying what you mean. Sure. So have you started working on another novel now? Yes, I am. Starting on, I'm working on what will hopefully be book two or somewhat early into the process. So I don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But very excited about it. Hopefully we'll finish it up next year, which knowing publishing means it's not going to be published until the year <laughs> after that or the year after that. Um, but very excited about it. Another kind of dark-ish with maybe some light um, comedic tones, definitely horror, definitely looking at some mental health vibes. So hopefully people that enjoyed those aspects of the September house will, will enjoy this as well. Sure. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Yeah. I just, um, I just finished uh, Grady Hendrix's uh, Final Girl Support Group. Loved that book. That was incredible. Um, that was when I finished like the last sentence. And this is this is spoiler free, but I loved the ending of that book. I, <laughs> I actually said out loud, like, oh, he stuck the landing. <laughs> he did a great job with that. <laughs> um, I am in the middle of my heart as a chainsaw right now, um, which I am I'm enjoying a lot. Really enjoy the protagonist um, of that one as well. Uh, what else? I just finished my beach read over the summer. I'm the person that brings horror to the beach. Um, I just I read Paul Tremblay's uh, The Paul Bearers Club. I love love Paul Tremblay. So anything he puts out, I'm gonna I'm gonna read. And that was that that's was wonderful and interesting. That was a good one as well. Well, well, 
you know, on that note, in terms of reading, I know that Halloween is approaching and you mentioned The Shining earlier. Uh, what are some of your favorite horror novels? Maybe not from, you know, recent um, publications, but, you know, um, over your span of reading, what are your favorite horror novels? Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to not just list Paul Tremblay's um, entire, <laughs> honestly, a, a lot of, a lot of Paul, Paul Tremblay, um, his, I'm, I'm going to butcher the title of this because the longer title is, the less likely I am to remember in its entirety. I believe it's Head, Head Full of Ghosts, I believe is the name of it. It's, um, it's, it's about kind of a, a, a family with a possessed daughter that brings a, a reality TV show crew into their house to kind of chart um, that that possession. That I I swallowed that book whole. That was a fantastic read. Um, similarly, Disappearance at, at Devil's Rock was also very good. Um, and gosh, I feel like we're just gonna have to go back to Stephen King because you can't sure. get away from Stephen King. The Shining is always phenomenal. Um, I really dug Needful Things. That was a great, that was a great one of his. Um, oh my that's goodness. Great. Yeah, that's, well, that's all well, I'll say for right now. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, where can people find you online if they're interested uh, in learning nowhere. more about you? <laughs> Please don't, don't find me. <laughs> I don't want to be found. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to stay, stay away from the, men, from the, um, the social media at least currently, probably into perpetuity. I don't, I can't imagine it's useful for my mental health. And I also, because I do have my day job as a psychologist, sure. I'm trying very hard not to, you know, be too out there on, on social media. Totally so, understand. Um, that, but people can find uh, Berkeley there on all of the things. That's my publisher's um, uh, folio is my representation. If you want to see other uh, authors that they rep as well, they are also out and about. So they can find those people. Wonderful. Well, again, we've been speaking to Carissa Orlando, author of the debut novel, The September House. The novel is available now. So go buy a copy. And Carissa, thanks for doing this interview. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.